Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, it's all about wellness as we are heading into emotional wellness month. We have a new friend to the show, Janice Pugh. Janice is a boxing fitness trainer, online virtual coach, and certified health and wellness coach, inspiring women through workouts and internal self-care to live in their strongest and healthiest bodies now. I work out with Janice and I have to say, I feel stronger and healthier. And welcome back, Amina Imani. Amina is comedian. She's one of my young stars, host, actress. She has been seen on Hulu's late night television show, Up Early Tonight, and Viceland TV. She has performed at the world's famous Apollo Theater. Amina is also the host and producer of her own podcast. It's called Wine Before Nine. And she is the host of a very popular comedy show in Brooklyn at The Knitting Factory. You will see her featured soon on Comedy Central, where she's doing her first comedy set debut. Vanessa Fraction is back. Born in St. Louis, raised in Chicago, Vanessa has made appearances on Comedy Knockout, True TV's Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks, HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam. She has written for The Monique Show, and her film roles include Barbershop 2. Now you can hear her as a co-host with T-Pain on Nappy Boy Radio, and check Vanessa out as an analyst for Comedy Hype News, where they talk all things comedy on YouTube. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcast Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and make sure you turn on the auto-download function on the Friends Like Us Apple Podcast. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend, leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you, we keep going. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. All available. Just go to marinafranklin.com. And weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant to give updates to the show. Shout out fans who leave reviews. And I have guest friends from the podcast. Like this week, we had Ginny Saldana. Oh, and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. With friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want. No, wear your mask. Get vaccinated. And Black Lives Matter. I have a very talented young lady here today who I've wanted on the show for quite some time, actually. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Janice Pugh, everyone. Welcome, Janice Pugh, fitness guru. I worked out with you at the gym work train fight, also with Steve Frank, who uh, started you know, me on my workout journey and continued. And then I would always see you there, very strong, very powerful. Um, I would always tease you, but I would run as soon as you came my way. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Janice Pugh. Hey, yeah. Uh, thank you for finally having me. Yes. Um, yes, I am a boxing fitness trainer. Boxing is my jam. Being healthy is my jam. Staying positive is a needed jam. So, yeah. 
It is staying positive. What inspired you, Janice? Because, you know, I know we're from the same area. We're both from Chicago, you know, um, those parts of the suburbs of Chicago that aren't like real. I call them like more like city suburbs than suburbs, (laughs) suburbs. Yeah. But what made you come to New York City? (laughs) I actually came to New York for modeling. Uh, First came here when I was 16 years old. My grandmother, believe it or not, put me in a charm school. And this charm school had a modeling thing in New York. So my first experience of New York City was like, was in uptown, the Waldorf Astoria area. So I didn't even see Brooklyn. Like that's all I saw. I didn't see no other borough. I was just, I was like, oh my God, I have to live here. When I finally decided to, well, it wasn't a finally decided. My sister one day was just like, you keep talking about moving to New York City. You ain't going nowhere. And I was like, oh, you know? <laughs> and so two weeks after that, I was here. Like I quit my job. Like I didn't even tell anybody. Like I had, um, some friends move here, like my friend, she actually stayed with me in Chicago. And she was like, you know, whenever you're ready to come, just come. Like, it wasn't like this glamorous thing. She was like, you know how it is. You know what I'm saying? They're singers. So after my sister told me that, I was just like, yeah, why am I still here? And I left with two suitcases. I told my job at the time that I was just taking my two weeks vacation. <laughs> And I think my supervisor knew she was like, yeah, two week vacation. She's like, good luck. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was here. We moved to, well, I moved to Brooklyn. From straight from Chicago to Brooklyn. And that was an experience in itself. Like, I mean, you know, Chicago, like there's people, of course, but moving to New York City is like a whole nother experience in itself especially I think I was like 20 turning 21 so of course I'm trying to live my life you know Mm -hmm. coming out here for modeling and then the modeling game out here from Chicago was something severely different as well nobody prepped me for that nobody told me about that either but I was like you know I'm not really doing anything in Chicago like anything that I felt was you know worth anything Mm -hmm. I was like why not Clearly, I only have one life, so let me move to New York City. And yes, it's it's always like a big move from Chicago to New York. A lot of people don't think that. A lot of people think that you know Chicago's a city, New York is a city. What's the big difference? But it's a huge difference. And you know what? As I'm listening to you, I like have to apologize. No, because I've known you for a long time and I've never once like just in our personal life just gone, hey, Janice, why did you move to New York until (laughs) I had you on the podcast? And that's kind of like, that's rude. I've known you for like, you've known me pretty much since as long as I've been here. But no, probably like a year or two after because like I saw you, but it was like very, very brief. But I had no idea you were a model. I didn't, I mean, you're stunning. You're beautiful. It makes absolute sense. But the fact that I'm just now learning this is crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was that much of a talker. (laughs) You were shy. You were shy. I had to tell my friend, Rachel, she's white. She was like, how come she doesn't talk? I said, you need to leave, leave black women alone. If they don't talk to you, they don't want to talk to you. Don't try to, don't try. Don't investigate. Leave it alone. 
Right. And welcome to the show. Amina Amani is here too. Now, uh, the reason I have Amina here is uh, she's a very talented young comedian, but she also is very fit, very in shape. She always makes like, I, I see Amina like take moments and she's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then she just does it. Right. Yeah. I ran 11 miles today. My apologies. That's yes. <laughs> I'm training. I'm training for the New York marathon this year. <laughs> wow i mean i'm still pausing on that wait what time did you do that so i um i dropped my son off at eight like 8 a.m for school and so i i just i went for like a little walk just to you know warm up and then i went i went on a run i ran out to queens it's a bridge that connects from randall's island to queen it was really beautiful it was nice <laughs> Look at me. I'm just thinking about the pain. I'm sure it was, but I wouldn't even see it with all that pain. Was it painful? 11 miles? It wasn't. So I started training five weeks ago. And so when I first started training, it was painful because I had took two months off. And so um, it was painful the first couple of weeks. But now running is now I'm back into shape. So it's, it's not a problem. I did 13 last week. This is just the schedule that I'm following. Yeah, because the the marathon is the marathon is twenty six point two miles. Oh my god! So, so I have a ten weeks training schedule. So I run four days out of the week, um, and so on, on. Usually on Sundays is when I do the longer runs. But yesterday I had so much to do that I had to shift my schedule to do the long run today, and so that's why today it was um, eleven miles. But it was nice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I know it sounds like a lot. I'm not. Well, no, Janice is like, I mean, she. I work out with Janice. Janice is pretty fit, but she, you're not a runner. There's different levels of fitness and running just ain't my ministry. Like I can appreciate yeah. like on vacation. Of course, she's running on the beach. But like, <laughs> it's like I want to do a marathon. Like that's a goal. But I was like, girl, you got to get your running life together. I have bad knees, so I can't um, remember Amina. So Amina yeah. got me like I. She's seen me go through several phases of weight, drop weight, gain weight, and then when I run, I usually drop a lot of weight. But my knees gave out, Amina. Like about like right before during the pandemic, I was like, I can't. I was like, oh, now I have time to run. My knees just were like, no, you don't. <laughs> so what do you do instead? Do you swim? I work with Janice. I work out with oh. Janice. Like she started training us. Uh, she trained me three. Well, I wanted it to be three times last week. But I got the booster shot, but that's another story. But um, so when Janice and Steve, my bo you know, Steve, the boxing trainer. Yes. So Janice is a mentee. Yes. Yeah. He mentors Janice. And I was like trying to pull her out from under him because I'm always like, let me get the woman, get the woman, let, let me let the woman shine. Because I know Janice can do this, you know? And uh, so when he's not available, she trains us. Oh, nice. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> and she's been working That's with awesome. him. How long have you worked with Steve? <laughs> I've been training with him since I've been here, but working with him probably like the last seven or eight years. Oh, that's a long time. So, boxing, oh, wow. fitness training, because I started fighting. So, and then after, yeah. So that's my ministry. Running. Oh, you. Oh, you got the hands. Yes, I got is. the. I got the feet. You got the hands. She's got that, and it's um. But 
don't let Amina fool you. She also got the hands. She's very oh, powerful. But the but Janice once joked with me, and I felt it through the bone, like when she just popped my shoulder just a little. I said, "Right." That joke, by the way, was not. I was like, "Whoa!" I was you like laughing immediately. <laughs> I was like, "She's powerful." She's <laughs> so. What took you from modeling to like boxing? So pretty much, I heard a lot of. If you lose 10 more pounds, if you lose 10 more pounds. Now, mind you, when I moved here, I think I was like 120 pounds or maybe 25. That's what I fluctuated. And I'm like 5'10". So actually, I'm supposed to be like 140 something according to society standards. So I was already like 20 below what I was supposed to be. And I was like, I just have to get to like, I was determined to get to like 119. And when I say determined, meaning my eating habits, non-existent. I did run back then, like then I ran every day. And then when I moved here, I ended up getting a job at the Watt, which I was like, oh my God, this is godsend. Like now I get to work out for free. I did all that and going on castings and they were still like, I mean, I did some shows. I did some fashion weeks. You know, some designers aren't clueless to like a woman. Hello, is a real person. You know, all sizes aren't the same. Right. Um, so I did work, but I think like the emotional and physical trauma that I was adding to myself. I think after like the fourth or fifth year, then I just started getting depressed about it. I mean, obviously nobody knew because, you know, <laughs> we smile through everything, smilesies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I used to go home and my sisters used to joke with me. They're like, oh my God, like I can wrap both my hands around you and almost touch myself. So that's how small I was getting. And then what really messed it up, God was like, oh, you want to be small? I'm going to show you. I end up getting the flu and I lost the weight that I wanted to lose to, you know, to be like the 119. But when I tell you I was sick, sick, you know, you see those models and they're like, like this. Yeah. Their posture is your body legit is like declining. So at that point I was just like, I went on a casting and the dude was like, if you just run, your hips will go down. And I was like, I know I'm not, I wasn't the brightest in class. But like, honey, my bone structure is my bone structure. Wow. It's not going to shave down. And mind you, now that I think back to it, this guy was like seriously overweight. Like he was ill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could tell by looking at his face. Um, And that was like just the end of the straw for me. At the time I was training with Steve. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get me to fight then. But I was like, I eh, know I moved here for modeling. She's going to be a model. But then after that, I was just like, you know what? Let me just train. Just for me, I was like, don't nobody say anything to, about modeling to me. I don't want to hear nothing about losing weight, eating salads every day. I don't want to hear none of that shit. That's Oops. right. I can say that or not. But yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. It was trash. You know what I'm saying? She was trashing her body. She was trashing her mind. And then, I mean, everybody's experience isn't bad. But from what I've seen behind the scenes, mm, you know, no, this ain't the route for you. You yeah. either going to really sick or you're going to get, you know, hooked on things that you don't need to be hooked on. Do you think that's still true? Like, I mean, it's interesting because like, as long as I've known you, I feel like during that time there was all this body positive and like plus size models. So I figured that they haven't changed really. <laughs> body positive. <laughs> <laughs> Is that's what they say? Mm -hmm. But 
like I was like I did runway. Like when I was in Chicago, I did runway. That's what I learned. You know, I was in charm school, so they taught runway. So that's the only reason why I like modeling because you know it's runway. You get to be somebody else. You get to wear fabulous clothes. It was the music, the makeup, and then you know I take it off. I go home, and then you know everything is regular, like as it should be. But when I moved here, a whole nother world. It was like people were I don't want to say acting. Um, but you know me, you see me, I, I am quiet, yes, but I'm quiet because like I said, we talked about energies. I used to blame myself because I'm like, oh my God, you're such a Debbie Downer. Like, why can't you just be happy in certain situations? But I would walk into a place and then all of a sudden, like my whole demeanor would change. My energy would go down. You do have a strong energy, Janice. Well, you're also tall. <laughs> and you, when you walk into a room, people do notice you. And that was another thing because people don't realize, well, people didn't know that I have really bad anxiety. Like, oh, I didn't label it because, you know, Black households, you don't have anxiety. You know what I'm saying? You you get over it. You figure it out. You stop complaining. You know what I'm saying? Like you be happy with what you have. So I was like, okay, you can't be sad. Like, but then it was like, it got to a point where I would walk somewhere like, and just bust out crying. So I was like, okay, (laughs) clearly you need therapy. We need some assistance. So I ended up going to therapy, but I messed up because I mean, not all different colors are bad. But I think I should have had a sister. Oh my yeah, first therapist because the one I had clearly she wasn't. And it's just the experiences are different. Like you know what I'm saying. I don't care how many times they say, "Oh yes, we understand." You don't understand because people see me and it's like, "Oh, if I'm doing good or for you know, I'm always on time. I'm always doing my job." People assume that I don't have a bad day or that I'm not allowed to have a bad day. And then it's like, "Oh my God, you're so strong. You're so this." And I'm just in my mind, I'm like what the hell are you looking at? Because like, I'm literally crumbling from the inside and you want to come on, give me good vibes, do this and do all that. That's what I mean by my friend, Rachel. I love her to death. She was like, oh, she doesn't really talk too much. I'm not going to, I was like, you just, I was like, that's what I see that they don't know. Like black women, black women, we hold on to so much. When we're walking around. Sometimes it's really none of your business. I mean, that's, that's it at the end of the day. When you're, I mean, the mistake anyone would make is with you two young ladies. <laughs> I would not want to, because both of you are very nice. Both of you are very pleasant, nice, friendly. But the mistake that someone would make is thinking that they could push you around. Oh my God. Cause I, I've looked at Janice a couple of times in the gym. And I'm like, you know, cause she is still, she's not skinny. You're not unhealthy. You're in shape, but someone may mistake you for being like, Oh, I, she's look, I could take her. <laughs> no, you I cannot. Love it. I love it. I love no. it. No. So, so when you got into the training with Steve and you started boxing, like, did you go in? Cause I, I was, I wanted to see you fight. Have we, have we had a fight yet? Or are you still doing five. that? You've had five. Yeah, I did. It was funny because Steve tricked me. Um, like my tra- my fight training is supposed to be longer than he said it would. Like I think I like because obviously you took the boxing classes. There's boxing training, then there's fight training, which is all the sparring and all that type of stuff. I think my first was, first fight was like six months after I started my official fight training. He kept throwing dates out, and I was like, great, it's like a year from now. You know, I can ease into it. And then one day he's like, yeah, you're fighting next week, Friday. Say what? <laughs> like in a ring, like <laughs> the bell goes off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh shit. 
because the thought of it is one thing. My thing is like, oh my God, I'm going to freeze. I'm not going to remember anything I learned. Like street fighting, like, of course, you just throw hands. We all know you go off energy. You just throw hands. But my first fight, I lost. I mean, I didn't lose bad. But like when I say I had an outer body experience, I saw myself fighting. Wow. It's like the freakiest thing, but also see you could do it thing, but is at the wrong time because I'm like the fight is already <laughs> happening. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to see me doing it and be like, oh, you're doing great. Oh, wait, I'm still in the fight. Ding, ding, ding. But it only takes me one time to learn. So I end up having to fight there again in the same gym. I knew what they thought. They was like, oh, God, we got it the first time now. Like, I may be nervous, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what are you going to do, jump out the ring when the bell goes up? I'm like, no, you hit now. Put your hands up. Like, you get hit, you get hit. Like, obviously, it's boxing. You're going to get hit. But my thing was, like, I was trying to be too perfect in doing stuff. My sisters are always like, oh, my God, you're not going to get something right the first time. Don't mean I'm not going to try. I ended up fighting five times. I went to the Golden Gloves my first try. And I ended up getting second. So I got, yeah, I got my silver gloves. And boom. This is what I I was going to say, like, just hearing about your journey and how much you don't know about someone. I find that so fascinating on so many levels. The fact that you, you know, you're at the gym. I've known you for years. I didn't know that was your story. I didn't know that you went from modeling and being unhealthy to being like really in shape and healthy and fit. And I didn't know that you were going through that anxiety. And it's like, you just never know. You can never assume what's going on with someone. And you know what I do know about you, though, Janice? Every time I see you come in, and lately, and I mean since the pandemic, I don't know. I'm going to say this about you, but I think the pandemic was actually good for you for some re- because I've seen you, like, open up like I have never seen you open up before. Like, even when you come in, you come in with confidence you're like more like you took you took over Steve's class like you're training us and I was like I'm so glad to see you doing that and 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 being happy like I you look happy to me did something like really change since the pandemic or is that is that my imagination oh no it's not your imagination (laughs) I was I had to come to Jesus moments many moments and I was just like you know not as I guess purpose and like I just want to be happy like you know what I'm saying a lot of things that I came here for like once I got involved with them I was like oh hell no this is something wrong like it's off all this about yeah modeling people don't see the other side like of course everybody wants to make money I don't really care about being famous you know it's just a lot of things like I know if you get a job, you know, you got to be a certain way. Like I totally understand the logistics of you sign up or if you sign a contract for a job, they say, hey, this is the way you need to be at. This is what I'm looking for. I totally understand that. But it pretty much goes against my health <laughs> mentally and physically and definitely spiritually because now I had little girls like coming to me like, oh my God, I want to start modeling or I want to start doing this. And I could see them. I could tell they're, they they look sick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then when I look at them, like I can see the emotional drainage. So I can't sit up here and <laughs> say like, oh yeah, like it's amazing. You just need to do this. You know what I'm saying? If you do that and they ask me, oh, what should I eat? And all this type of like, as of right now, I eat whatever I want. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the eating whatever you want isn't the problem. It's what you're eating. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting certified to be a health coach because my body was rebelling against me. Like, I know why. Like, it's my fault. I was the one putting it through all the trauma. But I was like, I had to relearn a whole bunch of things. And and I just had to realize, am I trying to impress people? Is that what I'm really trying to do? Are we trying to make sure we look good in front of people all the time? Because honestly, I actually don't care. So what brought on this, you know what I'm saying? You got to look pretty all the time. You know what I'm saying? You got to look skinny all the time. And then the whole thing was like, I was too skinny. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, your boobs wasn't big enough. Your butt wasn't big enough. I was like, well, damn, we got a problem, son. Because (laughs) the weight fluctuation, my mental, and then when I actually went to another therapist, she was like, yeah, uh, not even going to lie. You're slightly depressed. So she was like sugarcoating it. But she's like, but you got heavy anxiety. To me, I'm like, no, I don't think I got anxiety. Like maybe, you know, I'm just being a little lazy or maybe, you know what I'm saying? I should do more. I'm always like, I need to do more. And she's like, honey, you need to do so much less. It's like my cup is full. If you just sprinkle a dot of water, I'm going to explode on that ass. Like, Oh, people- wow. <laughs> oh, she said it like that, huh? Okay. Yeah. There we go. That's the black therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so foreign because like I said, in black community, we can't be seen as weak. Now I see Amina shaking her head a lot and agreeing with that. What are you, what, when you're listening to Janice, because you're both like fit and in shape, like what are you hearing? Well, um, I mean, it sounds like she just started putting herself first. And, and taking care of herself. Um, and I'm only in agreement because I've had to do that recently. I took a 31 day hiatus from everything. I just turned everything and everybody off. And um, me, I just I spent time with myself. Yeah. She said, Brina, I can't do that right now. And I, I appreciated um, it. I'm on a break. And then what ended up happening was it was extended because my son tested positive for COVID. He's okay. Oh, he had no symptoms. Oh, um, but we were supposed to go on vacation. So we ended up having a quarantine for two weeks. And so I ended up being on a break and, um, and in that same space for a month and a half. And it was just necessary. So I, I understand and it all resonates with me about, you know, you know, finding your purpose and, and really seeing what's important, like other people don't matter. But it, it takes time for that because you kind of navigate through life dealing with all of these insecurities as if you're supposed to. And then one day, like she said, you know, you just wake up and you're like, hey, this is not helping me. Like this is actually really, really hurting me. And so a lot of our own practices, even with ourselves, are toxic. And then we just have to eliminate it. So that's why I'm shaking my head because I'm just like, it's, it's real. It is real out here. And if you truly, truly, really want to be happy and that's your goal, I think those are the things that you really have to just kind of comb through and figure out for yourself. Yeah. I, you know, and I think a lot of people are going through this time. The reason I think it's great that you're both here is because I've seen you both do that too. take the time out, figure it out. I like seeing young sisters do that, like through their own journey to, you know, finding things out through their you know, certain age, you know, there's a certain age you get to, you mature. And I've seen Amina since she was, you know, just flower, like as a comedian, I've seen her just open up. I've seen the development. I see where she's going. I see also that she's really happy with what she's doing on stage. And it's, it's great. It's like wonderful. And I think it's important that people hear this so that they don't think we're magical 
Right. <laughs> um, I had to correct someone recently with that because I was like, you know, we go through a lot. We do. We go through a lot. This, it's not, we're not just all showing up, you know, like it was easy. We go through a lot. But so working out and like, I know a lot of people are trying to get that COVID weight off. What are some of the mistakes that people make when they first start training? I would say, or, you know, day one, like, what would you say, Janice? I'm going to start with you. Realizing that it's day one, even for me, like, I think I gained like 10 pounds. I know people are like, hey, God, that's nothing. The new me is like, yeah, it's like nothing. Girl, you got 10 pounds. <laughs> you look a little thick, so it's good 10 pounds. But the old me is, oh, my God, you gained 10 pounds. The world is over. The emotional part is still there because, like I said, for a long time, people were like, yeah, you need to be pretty much 100 pounds. But when you start on day one, don't try to overdo it. One, I have a teacher. My friend Tanya, she's a teacher. And she's like, oh my God, what should I do? I was like, go walk for 30 minutes. You know, you said that to me last week and it stayed in my head. Do you know what I have to go through to go outside to walk? <laughs> well, yeah, you live in New York City, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sometimes you go out and you're like, ah, oh, didn't want to see that, but go ahead. But yeah, I mean, but that's like, the easiest, because I know going back to the gym for some people is super scary because it was scary for me too because I was like, she ain't trying to get the Rona. I have a super sensitive system. So anything messed me up, I'm messed up, but it counts. So I take that super serious. When it's day one, relax back into it. Because if, if you already been working out, your body already has a memory. So it'll get back to like your speed gradually. Mm -hmm. But if you try to push it, oh my God, I tried to push it <laughs> my first day back. I was like, you're an athlete. You could do this. And I was like, oh my God, Jesus, help me. Just get me through <laughs> this one workout. So it's been hard on everyone getting back. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's important for people to hear that's been hard for everyone. Like Amina, you, did you start running like 11 miles on the first day? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, I think that that might be what everybody kind of does, you go into your fitness journey with expectations. And so sometimes that might serve as a disservice because you kind of got to just assess where you are in that moment and act accordingly, but also know that so everything doesn't work for everybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm not about to suggest that somebody to run 11 miles or do a marathon or, you know, like, yeah, definitely get the gym membership or definitely do these classes. I think everybody has to find what works for them. You know, for me, I realized like, I don't really like really intense workouts. Like I do, I do. I like yoga. I enjoy Pilates. Like it's so many things that you can kind of explore and then, um, you know, go from there to, to really have a enjoyable finish journey. You know what I mean? So that's what I would just suggest. Like, try some of everything to figure out something that you really like. I know some people who love Soul Cycle, right? I took a class. I hated Soul Cycle. I was like, this is the worst idea that you could come up with. Like, why would y'all come and hurt y'all private parts like this in the name of fitness? And then why y'all standing on the bikes and bumping the music shoulder to shoulder and tapping your elbows? I was like, absolutely not. But let me tell you, I looked around and it was people in there thriving and i said see this is what it is about the fitness journey y'all enjoy i'm gonna head out and i'm gonna unsubscribe please don't send me no more emails 
<laughs> but I think I think that is just what it, it held true to like you really have to find what works for you because some people in there they look like they were in bliss and I was like I will never be back here again That's thank you no thank hilarious. you so you gotta find out what works for you <laughs> but try everything so you can know hey I don't like it and that's okay it's okay to not like something and then also you know explore how you're eating I know a lot of people come into the fitness journey and they be like I'm gonna do x y I know a friend who's been working out for a long time and I where are the results? But it's like, because then I, we sit down and eat and it's a whole salute. You know what I mean? Like you're eating for two, you know? So I think that sometimes people should evaluate, like you don't have to eliminate, everybody don't have to eliminate things, but that also goes along with your fitness journey. Cause like what you eat, you know, directly affects how you sleep and when you eat it. So, so also be open to assessing and you know, journaling and seeing what you can do with that too. So it can go along with your goals, but know what the goal is too. Like, are you just trying to move 30 minutes out of the day? Then just do that. If, but if you're trying to lose weight, okay, well, how can I do this and apply it to, to your, your fitness journey? So the diet is so key. What would you say? Like the diet is like 95%. Like, it's so funny. Cause it's like, you, you'll see people going, well, I worked out today. And then you see them sitting down in a soul food restaurant, rewarding themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't. Oh, those people are hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to eat Popeye's, but I'm going to walk it off. You cannot walk off oh, a meal. <laughs> but that's social media. I'm going to walk off that cheesecake. What? <laughs> yeah, what? you can't. It just goes backwards, really. I mean, it's just, it's habits, you know. Habits are so hard. I get it. Look, every Sunday I do a cheat day for myself, but it's like, you know, last night was bad. That's why. Last, yesterday was a bad cheat day. You took the cheat too far? I took the cheat too far and with edibles too. So I'm still, oh, wow. I'm still a little But you learn. Huh? That's how you, that's how you learn. <laughs> Next week, are you going to cheat like that? No. <laughs> well, this is my cousin. He makes really good chocolate chip cookies. So I had to have two, right? Then I was right. like, oh, man, this I'm high and I, I feel like I did something bad, <laughs> you know, like to my body, the whole thing. But be nice to yourself. That's the thing. Be nice to yourself when you start out. I also know that sometimes, you know, there are things going on with people, whatever weight you are. I think Janice is something really important. Like, just, you know, be OK with it. There's a lot of things I think that's really important is just have fun with it, actually. You know, like, you know, sometimes in your life you can't work out and you're going to put on some weight. We all learned that from the pandemic. And we have Vanessa Fraction has joined us. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, thank you. Hello. Hello. Hello, guys. Hi, Amina. Hi, Janice. Hi, Marie. Now, we were, we were just talking about working out and fitness and starting day one. We know also that Janice is a boxing trainer as well as she's trained me. And I know Vanessa also does like fitness for women and, and fighting protection. Tell us about that. I do. Um, along with keeping myself fit, I love, you know, regular jump roping and fitness and so forth. I'm also a certified self-defense instructor. So um, I teach women self-defense. And, and part of self-defense, though, is staying fit. 
because uh, <laughs> you can get away. Right. You can outrun a lot of assailants and um, the ones that can. You do get into a tussle. It's good to have a lot of uh, stamina and a lot of go because usually fights don't last that long. So if you can be powerful all the way through it, you know, that's just a plus. So, yeah. And I also take um, I started taking Krav Maga and uh, Kali. You know, those kind of things just to stay up on, you know, really great ways to defend yourself and to stay flexible and just learn more. But I love boxing. Boxing is so good. Like, um, I believe my husband said he's getting me a bag to put in the garage. Maybe I can call you if you do some online stuff. That would be great. I do. (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking about that. Like different people like different things. Right, Janice? Like some people will don't like to even go into the gym. And so walking is key or Doing, doing different things to get started, you know, mm-hmm. like a, some of your, tr- your customers don't like to do virtual. Yeah, no, some people, I mean, I can understand it at first. Like he wanted me to teach virtual. I was like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm going to be boring on virtual. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to see what you're doing. I like to like physically be like, okay, you feel that? That's where I need you to go. But I was like, well, you're going to have to adapt because I was like, Lord, don't let us, I mean, the panorama is not over. But I was like, Lord, please don't let us lock down again. And then one of my friends, she doesn't even live in the state. And she was like, can you train me? And I was like, that would be virtually, right? She's like, yeah. And and I was like, oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure they would still feel the impact of it. I told Marina, like, I'm all about energy. I only want to train people who are actually serious about their health. So, and I get bored real fast. So if I'm bored. It's going to show in my face. The Lord made sure that whatever I'm feeling. That's why you're always laughing at me. I always give her looks, though, (laughs) when we're training. And I told her, I said, when she counts back down, she does this thing. I really love her counting. Counting is very important. The, The one, two, and the three, and the four, and the five. And then she gets to like 25, 20. She counts back. It's 25, but she counts back five, four. And I love the counting back. It makes me feel like I can continue. I can't with you. No, but at, at 20, I'm done. <laughs> 25, if, when you start counting back, it feels like I'm, I'm done, done. Are these for individual sets and exercises? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like at 20, I'm like, but then she, when she goes five, four, I'm like, okay, I can, I can. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> I can stay in here. One more set. One more set. I can get all more. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Um, they're saying that there's a new study on exercise. I don't know why they say it's a new study. I feel like they've said it for years that by Gretchen Reynolds, that recent large scale studies of exercise have concluded that taking at least 7,000 steps a day or playing sports for more than 2.5 hours per week increases longevity. The study, which followed more than a thousand men and women, showed that the right types and amounts of physical activity reduced the risk of premature death mm. by as much as 70%. That's a lot. So, all that sex I'm having is working. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Well, someone's having Come on, sex. exercise. Come on through now. I can't always walk it, but I can ride. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they says it follows. It's actually 10,000 men and women. I just Google. I Google that if sex can be considered uh, a workout. <laughs> and what is that? Yes. Um, they was like, no, but you do. <laughs> the kind of sex I'm 
I'm having is, honey. Y'all ain't getting in there. I'm sweating in there. Like, you do burn, you do burn, but it's not comparable. Like you can't. I was trying to. I was trying to like see if you could substitute a cross training workout. I was taking it too far. But it's definitely like a type of exercise, but it's not. It's like hit training. <laughs> they said no. He be hitting that ass from the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that ass from the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google said no. Google said no. no. They said it's not. No. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the hell they're talking about. You need to bang it. <laughs> bang it. They'll tell you it's something. <laughs> well, I guess there's, does it count as walk steps or? That's what I'm saying. It's the same as. I feel like with the Apple Watch, right? They they do right. they, they track your yoga. They, time, you know what? I'm gonna turn on the Apple Watch. They track they do my jump roping when I turn on the Apple Watch when I'm jumping. Everything. I'm like, they should be able to track that, but they maybe should. we're ahead of the game. We just ahead of the Maybe we need to do it. Maybe we need to add that. Okay. Right. If we if we were scientists. Well, I'm not having any, so I can't really. I mean, I'm enjoying this conversation, listening. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's been been a while. I'm like a nun at this point. Are you going to change that or no? I'm not actively trying. I mean, I have to. You, I, mean, I know you know you can. You're not trying. I, I've seen the ones that are offering and they. <laughs> You toss that pussy outside that door. Somebody come to get it. I've thrown it on the table a couple of times, Vanessa. Well, I know some people that said they want it, so we do. Throw that. Throw me their digits. I'll look it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like I'm like. I come on I'm now. Like, uh, there's an age. I've gotten to, I think I'm older than everyone here, where you just don't really care anymore. It, it's, it's, yes. I'm at that age. That's a choice though. You just sliding into it and you letting it be. If you would go and, and do something about it, then your body would say, you know what? We do want more of this. We were just protecting ourselves because it was a lot going on. We had the pandemic. You need to be out there like that. But now you can get out of that survival mode and go get you some you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I need to. I'm like, it's like funny. It's like I really see like I'm having a conversation with my vagina. What do you want to do? What do you want to do today? You want to do this or not? What do you want to do? You want to meet somebody or not? The vagina dialogue. <laughs> vagina dialogue. You want to meet somebody today or not? And my vagina right now is like, I'd rather watch Netflix. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm into this show on this series on Netflix. Why am I picturing you? No pain at all. I'm just legs open watching Netflix. You and your vagina. <laughs> My vagina's like, pretty good show. <laughs> Every now and again, take a sip of your drink. You're like, uh uh-uh, uh, get your lips off my drink. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it, it does say a 2018 study by the CDC concluded that 10% of all deaths amongst Americans aged 40 to 70 are a result of too little exercise. So get to get to working out, folks. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have to talk about this because I do have you here, Vanessa. Now, I have had the booster shot because I'm immunocompromised. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I am ha- on the third because I have Pfizer. So this is something that's important. And, you know, you guys know, I facetiously, annoyingly say I've been right this whole time. I know I- I'm being annoying I'm pr- uh, in a joking way, but I have been actually right. Um, so 
The Center for Disease Control and Prevention released data on Friday indicating that the level of protection against COVID hospitalizations afforded by the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine dropped significantly in four months. So if you have Pfizer, know that. And this article just came out, okay? So everyone's, remember when they were saying eight months? Mm -hmm. And I was telling everyone, I said, no, it's six months. That's because I was watching the news in Israel. And when it's saying that it, it goes, that the effectiveness is lowering, by how much is it lowered? It, well, it's actually lowered to the report released by 77%. Now, every day in the news, it changes. You got to watch the news carefully. You also got to, you also got to hear what they're saying. Like Israel has, is only using Pfizer. Mm-hmm. And so Israel was saying initially eight, six months when Biden was saying eight. And I knew I said, no, and you're basically six. saying that you say that we, you would need a booster shot, but yet the who and other people are saying like, not yet because you got to compromise, as you said, excuse me, you got to really listen to how they're putting the news. And mm-hmm. what they're saying is they don't, they can't justify giving the general population this. Because mm-hmm. of who organization and the fact that some countries still haven't been vaccinated and they really see it as like, kind of like now if you're vaccinated, it's like a flu. It's like a cold. Mm-hmm. If you're not hospitalized off of the drop of efficacy, they don't really want to worry about that. They're only worried about that in people who are immunocompromised and 65 right. and up. That's what they're saying. But, you can get still sick. I'm not really worried about getting sick. I just don't want to die. You won't die, but you you know the way I the way I know it for myself. I'm like I don't want to get it. I don't either. But I mean that's just such as life. I didn't want to get the chicken pox yet. I had to wear the you know what I mean. Yet I got it. You know what I mean. It's things that happen. Not, I certainly don't ever like being sick except for when I was little and my mom used to give me them hot toddies. Oh, I would play sick. Oh God, this is my mom coughing. Can I get a hot toddy, please? I'll be sick for days if I can get a hot toddy. So, um, <laughs> but where are we at with? <laughs> I don't know. You want to play sick to get to get the liquor when you was little? <laughs> okay. Well, all I was trying to say to bring it back. Look, everyone got quiet. Everyone was like, "No, time. you're the only alcoholic here." <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying I took the vaccine not to say that I wouldn't get sick. I just didn't want it to be so severe that it would uh, uh, give me really bad long term effects, nor did I want it to uh, uh, in my life. So that's more so why I took the vaccine. Not that I mean, I, I, I understand that I might get it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so that's why I'm like, I'm not I don't, I don't need a booster or, you know, that kind of moment at this and time. Chris Rock just retweeted. Hey guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want to get this. Get vaccinated. And, you know, I I could tell that I've annoyed people with my heavy conversations about the vaccine, but we have people in our lives who have passed away from this without the vaccine. I mean, some of the comments, by the way, underneath just his tweet from people who don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, it's insane. Like if you put out little things about this, the people who don't want to get vaccinated get very hostile. Yeah, there was a, I was just having a conversation about um, a blogger or, or internet person 
that was uh, kind of going off and saying that these celebrities are getting paid to endorse the vaccine and all this other stuff. And, and I'm just like, listen, we're all as human beings using our platforms to talk about our experiences. So if he was saying like, which he did before it came out, like he's like, man, I'm gonna be the first in line to get the vaccine. That's what he felt. You know what I'm saying? Some people are pro medicine and pro, you know, let's figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Um, and then now he's saying like, damn, I actually did get it, you know, and it's bad, you know, so I can only imagine how bad it would be if I wasn't vaccinated, like, damn, get vaccinated. It's his page. You can say what the hell he wants. So my issue with a lot of this is the attacks that, that are going forth. All of a sudden, folks is bending over for the man and, and it's some Illuminati shit and, and folk getting paid. And then first of all, when, when was it a secret that celebrities got paid to endorse shit? Whoopi Goldberg endorsing some kind of headache medicine right now. And if I had a migraine, I might think about taking it because I believe Whoopi gets migraines and, and she's taking something to get rid of them. So I might trust Whoopi. You know what I mean? Like they get paid endorsements to do Pepsi. Uh, uh, Sweetie and all these other rappers is endorsing McDonald's and shit. Is this healthy? And we don't say nothing about that, but all of a sudden folks is bending over and taking it in the ass about about uh, uh, endorsing the vaccine, which is, might I add, saving lives. We can say whatever the hell we want, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, whether you're getting paid to say it or not, vaccines are saving some people's lives. So I don't know that it's, you know, like people's, um, and it's definitely doing more good than it is evil. You know what I mean? So for people to say, well, some people did die when they got the vaccine. Okay. About six or seven people. And I'm so sorry. It's you know actually the wrong percentage too. That's I like, don't even know. I'm just saying however many it was, we know, you know what I mean? It, it, that's why we say we testing it on people. People be signing off on, I might die trying this out for the benefit of humanity. You know what I'm saying? Things like that truly do happen. It's called a vaccine. It's not called a cure. You know what I mean? So we're all out here doing the best we can. And it's the attacks that get me like, you don't know shit either. You talking about don't listen to Chris Rock. Why the fuck should I listen to you? Like, who's you? <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully so. Excuse me. Thanks, Amina. Respectfully. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah, Amina came in with respectfully <laughs> <laughs> but amina has your opinion changed about the vaccine where you at with it i know my opinion has not but um i i'm not on any opposing team i think that it's important that everybody is heard when it comes to how they feel about it um, I don't like when people attack each other based on the decision that they made. So that's why as I'm sitting here listening to her, I'm shaking my head because I 100% agree. Like you have to make your decisions based on how you feel. Um, and so I think that should be, you know, open for everybody to have that option. Um, right now it's, it's mandated in New York. So whether you feel you don't or you do, it, you, you will. <laughs> 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 now, when we get into these conversations, what I love, I love when black women talk about this because it's like, no, whether you want to or you don't, you will. Um, there's a full story that wasn't told. And I knew right away this that the story, the way it was coming out was not what happened about the, the new information has emerged. This is written in the New York Times on Saturday about a brawl outside a popular Italian restaurant in Manhattan. Carmine's 
by the way, on the Upper West Side that raises questions about initial accounts of the altercation in which the police said they arrested three women from Texas. Now, we saw this video. Um, The three women at Carmine's were arrested after 24-year-old hostess called the police on an assault charge after she says she requested to see their COVID vaccination cards. Lawyers for the three women claim they did, in fact, provide documentation, and the altercation instead began when two men joined their group and were unable to provide proof of vaccination. Security cameras show the women successfully entering the restaurant, but then exiting after the men weren't able to enter and breaking out in a fight. One of the women, Kaisha, claims that, I think it's Kaita, Rankin, claims that the hostess used a racial slur and spoke condescendingly to Mm -hmm. the patrons. And the restaurant denies allegations that racism was a factor in the conflict. A Black Lives Matter activist stated that his group plans to demonstrate outside of the restaurant to protest the treatment of... (laughs) So... Oh, Carmine's Lord Jesus. Let me tell you, when I saw this, I knew right away. I said every footage was like the way they presented it. I said, I kept seeing a black woman. I said, wait a minute, is that a black woman? Because they kept saying from Texas. They kept saying from Texas. They never said the color. And then if you look closer in certain videos, then you see it is a black woman, but you couldn't really tell. So a lot of people thought it was white people from Texas. I'm telling you, my friends didn't understand the story. And I said, something ain't right about this Does it this matter, story. though? I guess it does matter because they're saying it kicked off because of a racial slur. No, they're saying it kicked off because they were from Texas and they were anti-vaxxers. Uh-uh, but I got you. But I'm saying it only matters now because the actual people involved said that the fight really kind of got to where it was because of a racial slur. No, it, ra- it mattered before they were, they, the story went viral. Um, uh, yeah. I, I saw the story, but I thought, so I'm, I'm trying to put together, first of all, it was a fight about the vaccine and anti-vaccine and having a car. Got that. But I'm saying today they were yeah. saying that, saying that it had really to do with the uh-huh. race. Someone, someone, was using a tone they shouldn't have been using. Can I just say this? Can I say this? Don't be funny. Does it matter? Why are you getting physical because of right, something? No, no, absolutely. The physical part, yes, it does. But it does matter because here's the thing. This is why it matters because of the way the media t- sold that story to the public as like just a vaccination thing when there's always two sides to every story. And let's let's be clear. When these women asked her, because I felt like this happened, when those women asked, you know me, I'm very pro-vaccination and and card and all that. But when those women asked her, did she flip out with her mouth? How did she treat them? How did she talk to them? You know what I'm saying? And did she call them? Did she call them the N-word? And and there's several stories about the fact that she at the hostess stand. There was a server who said, uh-uh, uh, you don't want to mess with those women like that. She picked the wrong women on the wrong day. I guess day. what I'm saying is as a 42-year-old woman mm-hmm. with a 23-year-old son and a 21-year-old, well, soon to be, who cares how old they are? They're grown. And I'm only saying that because there was a 40-some-year-old woman and a 20-some-year-old woman who are all arrested for this. My point is, I don't care. And I'll be serious about this. I don't care if she was condescending. 
I don't care if she was being racist and saying, uh, uh, call the N word or you, you know, whatever type of derogatory thing she said. I don't care if I thought that she was uh, uh, coming at me another time because all these people need to have their vaccination cards. It does not equal me getting physical with you. You get what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that she got it. <laughs> I hear you. And, and, and believe me, because listen, I, I find these some of these little white girls when they're were, uh, sorry to say it like I this, hear you. but sometimes they mouth off. Like there's no repercussions, like there's no repercussions. And I was mad because I said this story. There's not a, a full account of the story. And Carmine's was using as using it as advertisement for the restaurant. I saw the way they were acting. <sighs> Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. You know, you live there. All, all I saw from you know here in Georgia was I that. Just get, I um, just. I get. I know it's not right. What I'm saying. No, no, no. And it's okay. You don't have to be right. You're just mm-hmm. saying how you feel. I get I'm, a little joy when someone gets a lesson. I feel you if that lesson was needed to be lessened. But I'm saying that I can't sometimes know if you needed a lesson because your behavior after whatever happened is so obtuse when you're doing so much that I can't even say this person was wrong because you so damn wrong. You know what I'm saying? Why are three people jumping on somebody at a, at a business? Where is the manager? Where is the owner? Where are the steps before we get to, I got to whoop your ass. Look, if they had handled it like I do, which is I write letter letters, right? Yeah. <laughs> I write companies. I would have called, I would have. Now because now they're acting like the woman is in the, the, the city of New York and so forth. They're coming to that woman's defense that our essential workers don't need to be attacked and blah, blah, blah. But let's say she was a, a, a racist, That's terrible point. person. Exactly. That's my point of why you don't lose your cool and get physical because now she's looked at as the, the person the in the right. That she's looked at, thank you. She's looked at as the victim when really you could have been the people getting victimized. You could have came and tried to pay for service and someone talked to you condescendingly and 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 was being racist towards you. You know what I mean? But now how hard is that to prove when you didn't show your whole entire ass? You know? <laughs> now now well, well, you done beat up on this girl, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, and she at work. Does this look right to you? While all those things are true, I I hate it's more of the media that I'm upset mm-hmm. with. The, the way the media spin the story, the way they assume we don't see all sides of it. That's what really bugged me. Because I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Do you think I'm not at home watching this and seeing? I know there's another side to this that I'm not hearing. Why aren't you telling it? That's Amina. I see you're shaking your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't think it ever warrants for, like Vanessa was saying, I don't think it ever warrants for it, you to be physical. Um, sometimes I don't even think it warrants you writing a letter. Just go somewhere else. I will write a letter, Amina. You will not stop me. I do me. read comments and I do read um, some of those, which are news yeah. and stuff like that. And if you had, and if it's enough people saying that they had a bad experience, I don't take it as one person trying to be stinky. I take it as a, um, um, a continuation of behavior. You know what I'm saying? I rely heavily on reviews on whether I'm going to visit a place or not. Go somewhere or not. Yes. But unless you said to me in the follow-up story that no, the waitress came by and and shoulder punched that chick or came by and and did they have a story that she brushed him. She brushed him in the hall. Well, that's what the type of shit I need to hear. Where did it get where the waitress got? That's what I'm talking about. It started to come out. In well, this Marie, article, that part of the article, Chad, because I didn't read that. Part yes, in that in the article, it's like she brushes past them, 
that you can mm-hmm. see like this, there are steps that were taken. Like there was a waitress that said, uh-uh-uh, you don't want to do that mm. to the victim, the one who's like at home resting. The victim now. So the waitress, someone, you can see the, the black people came out who worked there who were like, no, no, no. You don't want to mess with them. You know that person that says you're picking the wrong person? You're picking the wrong, that, that's what they were warning the waitress. Like, you don't want to mess with these texts. Or the like, hostess, yes. And then they said she did a little extra. She walked past them in the hallway. She brushed. Them and mm-hmm. then that's when, that's when the girl said, oh, did she? Did she, know, did she just? No, she didn't. Did she just brush past me? Did she just? And everybody else at the table. What she do? No, she did. She put that work. I seen her. I seen her. Oh, that bitch done did it now. I want to see who did. I want to see the first. I need to see the first swing. I need that gotta really let me know. Because if you did it right when she, you know, hit you in the arm and then you went like, bitch, you know what I'm saying or whatever. I feel. You know what I mean? Maybe that's. <laughs> constituted but if she just like had brushed you in the bathroom and you went back to the table and told the people at the table and then the daughter said well i got that bitch you would then now you know now you supposed to have told the but this is why it's important not to agitate people because half the time you getting hit you're not even getting hit for the actual crime you committed you getting hit for 30 years of daddy issues you getting hit because somebody just cut me off in traffic last week and you get hit because the train one operating, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to agitate me because you don't know what you're gonna get hit for. And I'm pretty sure she got hands for a lot of other <laughs> other things. Yes. And customer service has really failed these days, I will say. I used to work customer service before doing comedy, and it used to be the whole thing of the customers, right? And it was always this lean toward the customer. You know what I mean? And now it's more like you could literally go up to a counter and somebody not say nothing to you, and then you say, oh Excuse God. me. Like, I don't get to you when I get to you. Like, hey, hey, hey. All I was expecting was for you to give me a little eye contact and let me know I'll be with you in a moment. I'm trying to make sure you're not going to get off shift or that you're ignoring me. I don't know. You're not giving me any direction and I'm in your place of business. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I found there was a couple of times I almost got a little up in arms with a, uh, a flight attendant with a little, little. Little, you know, less oh, than nine really? recently. Yeah, yeah that's go- why you see the you hear these stories about the flight attendants. But I'm like, you know what? They've had years of being a little mouthy. <laughs> You're so crazy. They have had some really rough days, and so I kind of brushed it off. But the lady did not give me my water or didn't ask me. I had my little table down. I'm ready for it. She straight up passed. That's been happening to me too. Straight up passed me by, and then when I hit the little boom boom, like, hey, can I? Were you going to ask me about my water or something? I knew you didn't get nothing. Well, bitch, where, 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 why didn't you come back? Like, it was just the weirdest thing. And then she came and, like, held the peanuts. Like, well, do you want peanuts? <laughs> bitch, I don't know. I took the peanuts and threw them. I said, I want shit. And drank the water, though. Like, and then I said, let me not. See, this is how shit gets started on the plane. <laughs> this is how it gets started. She I was very noticing lately. I have been passed for the peanuts and the water. And I'm thinking, is this their silent like strike or something? Because they're usually white when they do that. And I've been testing. It's happened twice now where I'm like, I'm awake and I'm sitting, I'm saying, let me just see. And it happened twice now. Now, it wasn't a particular color. This person I'm talking about was a woman of color, actually. But it just was, I don't, and I don't look at color when it comes to- Maybe she was jealous. Maybe fight attendants are fed up. I don't know. They are giving off. That's what I considered. Giving off energy like, why y'all on this flight? Like, why y'all here? Y'all like they was giving off. Why are you here? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep you paid. I'm trying to keep you having a job. Honey. The energy has shifted because I remember they used to be nice, accommodating. You know, like, do you want a blanket? And now you get their attention, and they're like, "What?" 
your ass down. Don't bother me. It's it's it's. I've it is different. Too, but I'm I'm really just. Unless you're in first class, when you're in first class, all of a sudden it's the, the treatment, things. right? And yeah. no, shout out to all the flight attendants that's being sweet throughout it all, for real. Because there are some, but there are like you said, Amina. There's like there is a bit of shift of energy, but I'm, but again, is it reactionary or are they? I'm not saying they're right, starting it right, because right. the passengers and so forth. But I might have been her last flight of the day where she said, "Man, fuck you and these peanuts," you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And I just caught it. It wasn't personal. I just ended up catching it. You know what I mean? So I let it. I let it ride. I didn't say thank you when I got off the flight. No, normally I'd be like, "Thank you, thank you." I looked at her and went. Mm. Now, since we're talking about flights and water, seltzer water same as water? Neutrino. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> I tried. Nutritionists agree that carbonated water, a category that includes artificially carbonated seltzer water and naturally sparkling water, is just as hydrating as regular water. However, tap water has the added benefit of fluoride, which helps prevent tooth decay. So long as tap water is part of your cooking or teeth brushing routine, experts say you should be okay, especially since carbonation lowers a drink's pH scale, making it acidic and erosive to teeth. I know Amina's eating. She put she <laughs> muted so I couldn't see. But I could I could see you in my peripherally try to get food off camera. As we're talking about fitness, she's like shoveling food into her mouth off camera. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, Amina. <laughs> now, are you guys do you guys get enough wa- water? I'm a seltzer water lover. I love bubbles in the water. I'm a uh, when I go out to eat, they like you know you want sparkling, you want I want some, I want some make me feel a little fancy. <laughs> you made her laugh. She's crying. She's laughing so hard. <laughs> Man, so funny. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> Jesus, you're crying, <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So I'm like, why is she even hiding? I don't know. But <laughs> you know I got Marina. In. I do actually, but I was sitting here like my husband got some Popeyes out here waiting for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know how I am. I was like, where's that? <laughs> well, at least you're getting your, your meal in. Yes. And your arms look really good to me. And I meant to say that because you had did this or something. And I've seen that whole like. What about play- mine? Marina, Marina, this is Amina's time. <laughs> no, yours look good too, baby. Actually, all this is a good group. All of our arms actually really are uh, quite toned. What do you think about water and, and working out, Janice? <laughs> if you don't drink it, you'll die. Um, and that's personal experience because, like I said, everybody knows there's different levels to training. I mean, if you're just going to do a little walk, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't had any water, you're not going to die. But if you're like, you're doing, you train for your marathon, you know, damn well, if you're not hydrated, you go, that 11th mile <laughs> is like, you're going to see Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's different levels. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be hydrated. And then that'll save you from overeating. I mean, I like salsa water too. I can't drink it before I work out because I get terrible gas pains, like air bubbles and, and try sparring <laughs> with an air bubble in your side. You oh, know what shit. I'm like, <laughs> like trying not to fart and all that type of stuff. That ain't cute. It ain't cute. How much do people fart when you train them? Oh my God. And so I, the pandemic has saved me. <laughs> Because the mask cover my face. So all they see is this, but my mouth is like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, great mask. But like, yeah, a couple times. They do, right? Yeah. But I mean, it, 
it's the sugar intake. Like that's all it is. Like they eat too is much that sugar. what it is? Yes. Is that what give you a lot of gas? It's sugar. That means seriously. You, yeah, you have a over access amount of that then that sugar. I believe it. Oh, I didn't know alcohol. That. The alcohol I'll be drinking. <laughs> we need to tell us about what's going on now. Well, I'll be honest with you. This last year or two, I have been drinking. I drink heavy. Like, what you drink? House, um, Costco brand stuff. I just buy buy kegs, man, <laughs> with the tequila, and then some nights it be brown night, so we get a little brown. You know what I mean? But it's been pretty. You know, something like yesterday was all champagne. Um, <laughs> Look, I you got you got Janice crying now. She got I mean, you know My birthday just passed, and and uh, Mr. Man bought me a a, a treadmill and the the uh, I told you about the uh, the thing With in the, the uh, yeah the bag. And I know if when I work out more, it really I don't even want to drink. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? But I can be honest and say like I've been very lushy. Yes, you know, celebratory in a way. You know what I mean? But. It's been it's been a lot of drinking mm-hmm. and a lot of gas, and that's why I was like Janice wanted to know like it sugar. must be that alcohol because I'm mm-hmm. like I don't eat a lot of sugar in general. Like I eat more fruit and mm-hmm. things like that, yeah. and outside the aisle, not on the inside, not a lot of uh, <clears throat> you know what I mean. Like I eat well for the most part, but I'm like, what? Well, why do I my stomach be like that? Them Jack I Daniels. ain't a lot of sugar. I'm farting right now. Oh my goodness. No, Marina. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I did, I did do an interview one time with someone and I was and I laughed and it farted and I was wondering if it got through the in the microphone. You got to cough a little bit. And I was like, too much sugar. Too much sugar. <laughs> but you know, I I used to tr- work out with um this other woman, Terry. And she used to tell me that she would work out with people who would just be farting. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so gross. I would never do that. It's a natural But I would never do that with the trainer. How do you not? You going to hold it in? Yeah. I, I ain't going to lie. Like, if, if it's like, you know, when you know it's going to be a gassy one compared to like just whoo, a loud, little air. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Because your muscle, you're you doing stuff. So, like, yeah, it's natural. Like, whoo, you know what I'm saying? That's fine. But if you feel it like gastrizing. And it's going to smell. I'll be like, I'll see y'all later. Several ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I'm doing yoga, I part. The masks work, Vanessa. The masks work. That's, I'm that's one of them people I don't like. I don't like that. You know what I mean? People be like, it's natural. It I'm like, well, natural. naturally do that shit over there. But <laughs> I think you can excuse yourself. But also, like, when I'm doing yoga, every time I do yoga, it's just a natural thing. That's why we'd have to do it in the park, Amina. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, do, I do it like in my own home. People. I'm not with somebody, but I'm just saying that we work to do it together and it happened. I was just oh, like, yeah. excuse oh, me. Yeah. I but I'll say, excuse me. I'll, when I, if I fart around other people, I'll say, oh, excuse me. My bad. Yeah, I hate when people try to act like they didn't do it. <laughs> and like the shit is a fog over your face. Listen, I never, I, I will not. I'll do it till I'm in pain. I was one, I dated a guy for a year who I could tell wow. he didn't like it. And I was in so much pain. I was all, I was like, he was like, what's the matter? I was like, I'm my stomach. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, uh, you. you probably got issues to this day because of that. I had, I had, I do like, I was in a car with my friend. She's Irish. And I was like, I really have to like, see, I would just roll the window down and be like, it's coming like, y'all. She's like, she, she goes, she goes, oh, <laughs> she goes, you want to, you don't want to root best. <laughs> 
I just started laughing. I said, please don't talk. Please don't talk. You're going to make me laugh and it's going to happen. She goes, I'd pull over. I'd pull, I'd pull right over. I, said, I would be like, pull over so I can get it out. Pull over. I was like, I, I turned the music home. up and, and pulled it. Like I, for some reason, I always got to turn the music up because if I feel like if you hear it, then you can smell it. But if you don't hear it, then maybe you won't smell it. So I would turn the music up. If, if you're around me and I start saying, go turn the music up, then you know. Well, Lisa Mina is like, now CBS activists, speaking of competitions. Oh, God. <laughs> and, you know, because Amina's going to be running in the marathon. CBS recently, yes. Go, Amina, go. CBS recently announced that their upcoming show, The Activists, will instead be aired as a documentary. Global Citizen and Live Nation have addressed the backlash behind the show, which was intended to be hosted by Usher, Priyanka Chopra, and Julianne Hough. There were some weird judges. Yes, it is. The show was originally created as a competition between six activists, but Global Citizen has stated that they are removing the competitive element in order to showcase the tireless work of six activists and the impact they have advocating for causes they deeply believe in. Julian Huff also spoke out about the show, acknowledging the critique and claiming that she will continue to listen, learn, and share the audience's input with the powers that be. Boy. I mean, what do we think about this? Um, I'll go with you, Amina. This is is competition taking too far. Like everybody's helping people. Why would why would there be a competitive spin on that? So I, I don't know. Like when I first heard it, I was just like, that doesn't make sense because, like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like I, I think that would just ruin the purpose of what everybody is trying to do because now it's about something other than helping people. So I, that's, that's my take. I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're changing it because obviously somebody read the room and was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't think there should be a competition. Janice. Well, I want the competition to be, see how many people you actually help. Yes. Um, how quickly you can do that. <laughs> Funding education. Um, you know, equal rights, you know, basic things like that. <laughs> but, you know, that's just my take. Yeah. Vanessa? Um, I see it uh, kind of both. Like, um, as Amina was saying, it, it kind of takes the spirit out of it when you're making a competition out of caring for people. You know, like, <laughs> and, for, and, and, you know it makes it takes kind of the the uh, <clears throat> the humanness and the beautifulness of, of all of that out of it. At the same token, um, there are so many um and comp- there are so many that are doing good. And I believe there needs to be more light on those kinds of people. There are, you know, those kinds of women that have always opened their doors to, you know what I mean? To teenagers or to help people and have gotten kids to college and done all this stuff. And, and they, you know, more light needs to be on people like that, that are actually doing something. So in one vein, I get where it's like, come on, let's make a celebrity out of people that would do something with that. You know what I mean? And, and to help others at the same time, you often, create monsters you know what I mean because now you're not focusing on the health what you're actually doing now we're trying to focus on the person and all like that but as Amina did say and Janice too I think it'll be good and I'm glad they're switching it up because um, it's really good to see like so how do I help all these people um, in you know uh, in this way or what is the you know, behind the scenes and learning how to really uh, get a group galvanized and out there you know working toward a, a, a wonderful goal right like so to see that I think that it could be very beneficial for many people so that you can see how you can too you too can do that in your community and also I'm down for giving 
flowers and, and, and I don't know about flowers, but at least adding help too, because it's not about that individual person. It's giving them the tools and resources that they need to help other people. A lot of times we reward people for so much bad and bullshit and for such mediocre work. You know what I mean? When there's people out here changing lives daily, you know what I mean? So those are the people that need added resources given unto them um, to keep their causes going. So I can see where it was good. And I'm glad that they have re, um, decided to uh, reproduce it in a way so that uh, it isn't a competition and that we can still get the benefit of um, all the wonderful work that people are doing are doing well said Vanessa because it's interesting like as you were talking and all of you this reminds me that uh, we just had a young woman on the show about anti-white feminism right and in that conversation you know, what is clear is that we don't have a lot of people dissecting what is wrong with white feminism or fe white feminism could be a man being a, trying to be a white feminist or anyone trying to promote uh, helping the world, right? When white people do it, you know, that there is this thing where it becomes, they, they take over, it becomes a celebrity thing. And once it becomes celebrita celebritized, Mm -hmm. It loses its power, mm -hmm. like activism on any form, like feminism, the Me Too movement. Once it becomes like the celebrity, you know, remember the uh, where's the Me Too light? Get that, get her. You mm -hmm. know, it's like all of a sudden they want to become a part of it, and it sort of takes away from its initial effect, its yeah. point, its goal. You know, um, and you could see it in this as well. Is it's like, yeah, this is if they had someone who really knew what this this what happens to um, activists. If they had someone really smart on their in their group, they would have said, "This this is why that's a problem. Mm -hmm. What you're doing, even the stars they've picked, you could." That was weird. They didn't want to pick like Bono or Angela Jolie or somebody to be over there doing a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? People that do it, um, you know that. Uh, or they go to Congress and do different stuff. They really be rallying a petition and lobbying, you know, but then you got, and excuse me, Julianne Huff, I just don't know her. She was a dance star. And I, I know, I just don't know her other contributions. She, she may do a lot of other things. You know what I mean? With um, uh, community service of some, you know what I mean? I don't know. The and, optics uh, don't look right. Usher. I, I'm not really sure of all his foundations either. Or uh, what was the other one? Oh, ch uh, sister Chakra Jonas. Um, uh, Yes, yeah, she does. But it, I know, you know she does some humanitarian works and such. But uh, I mean, I so think one of the comments do. of what Julian says, she goes, I want to digest, understand and respond in a way that is authentic and aligned with the woman I'm becoming. I also understand that there is no response that I could share that would make everyone happy. However, that bothers me, that sentence. However, Wait, I want you to make, make everyone happy. Yes. I want you to know that this is a conversation and I'm still listening. This is the problem with white feminism. Why does it sound like she's speaking directly to black people? It does. It absolutely. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what's problem with the show is your intent is you, you see, you got the wrong people here because the right person wouldn't have said that the right person would have said, I also understand that there is no response that I could share that would make everyone happy. That right there is what we hear when white feminists say, just be happy with the fact that I'm helping you. Don't you want to just, I'm, yeah. look, just, I'm giving you an opportunity, black people. 
So be happy. I'm not going to make everyone happy with my response. But I did want to say, too, with this show, because a lot of times we take activism and, and immediately think race or go right to uh, a social kind of those racial social issues or what have you. But activism can, you know, it encompasses lots and lots of things. Lots of people. Need- I know. But the, we got a real serious problem right now with white feminism, for real, for real. You know, they really do leave women of color out. You know, and Afghanistan is a, is a great example of that. And I'm only saying this because I'm learning it recently from this woman I just have. She was from Pakistan. And she talks about how the news coverage, even over there, is white women covering it. You know, if you show some women of color covering these stories, you get a lot more out of it. So, yeah, that there's so much in just... When they start shows and have ideas, if they had people of color in the room helping them to go, you know, you may not want to use this person on the panel, you know, just saying, you know. I believe some conversations have been had, it just they didn't listen to those. They yeah. went ahead and did whatever they were going to do. And that's why, you know, the, 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 the uh, backpedaling or whatever, oh, let's, re- let's reshape this, you know what I mean? Like why they were able to do that, because I think somewhere... In, in the back of their boardroom, it was said, <laughs> this might not, the optics on this might not be the greatest to make competition out of activism. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, I, wow. I don't think that they hadn't heard that. I think they said, we're going to try it. I think it's going to work because <laughs> I could see an angle of where maybe it could have. But again, the people that you have doing it and the way that y'all was marketing it, it just seemed all off. It just, it just, just did not come together. Right. And this is not dancing with the stars. Now, a Michigan father files one million lawsuit over a biracial child's unsanctioned haircut by school employee. Michigan father seeks this uh, haircut by an employee at his daughter's school garnered only a reprimand. So they only got a reprimand. The father, Jimmy Hoffmeyer, pulled a seven-year-old daughter, Journey, out of Gainyard Elementary or Gainyard Elementary in Mount Pleasant after two separate incidents where the biracial girl's hair was shorn from her head, first by a classmate and soon after by a librarian who took it upon herself to even out the asymmetrical haircut Hoffmeyer had gotten for his daughter as a corrective measure. That part is confusing to me. Somebody at the school cut her hair, one of the kids, and then the parent went and got a hairstyle that he thought was going to make it look you know, correct, whatever, you know what I mean, try to get it together. And then the girl went back to school and the librarian said, oh, no, this shit ain't right. And she cut it again. Wow. To me, I don't understand why clippers and scissors is coming out at the school towards somebody's hit. Like, who does this? Not making sense. It's not making any sense to me either. Like, this is not, this is some superintendent type, you know, you need to maybe be, you know, uh, uh, suspended or fired because who does this? I don't even know where this makes any sense. Even if you told me, the only reason it makes sense is if you're in the nurse's office and you got gum stuck in your hair and even then you'd have to give me a call. Mm-hmm. As the parent, you know what I'm saying? Like you still have to call me and be like, hey, baby got gum in her hair. Do you want me to cut it out? You want to put some ice on it? You know what I mean? You don't do things like that. I've never seen that to be okay. I wouldn't care what the person's race is or what's going on. I've never known that to be an okay thing. What would you do if that happened to you, Amina? With your son going to school and let's just say the teacher decided to cut his hair. Um, I mean, it would sounds you get like a the- lawsuit? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It sounds like the parent is doing what it feels like they deserve for the inconveniences. But my my whole thing is, I mean, I I really try to communicate with his school even now and let him know what 
you know, because there's certain foods I don't want him to eat. It's, it's things that they do. So I don't I don't know where the disconnect was of the communication of, hey, this is this is what I expect to happen. But I, I would be upset. I mean, I've, I've been upset for less. It's, it's things that the but at the end of the day, the people are wild. Like you send these kids to school and it's a whole slew of administrative like the teachers. You don't know how they got hired, what process they had to go through. And so, I, yeah, I would be upset, but just like the parent is doing, take take them to court. Absolutely. Hold them accountable for everything that they're doing, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to advocate for your child. And so I, I hope they get justice. A part of me wondered if the child was like, can you fix it? I wouldn't care. You're the adult. Really? Now, go ahead, Janice. You'll have to ask. I'm sorry. I don't have any kids. And this world is showing me why I may not want to have kids. I kill somebody. Like, let's. She comes, she cool, she collects. This is a child. You are an adult. You're bringing shop objects around my child. I'm coming up there. I'm beating everybody ass. But if the Lord is able to talk to me before I reach that <laughs> level, then yeah, mm-hmm. I will sue them too. I will sue everybody. Everybody's losing their job. Mm-hmm. Everybody's losing their job. I will want the whole town to drown. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a child. It's like me and my sister, we've been not necessarily studying, but like when the Bible says psychological warfare, that shit is real. And a child is walking into what is supposed to be a safe space. And you know, you already got other kids. You don't know how their home life is. You don't know how the teacher's home life is. My cousin's a teacher. And the stories that she tells me, I'm like, wow, you have the patience of the Lord because I'll be ready to come in and wreck shit. Like, let's just be honest. Like, it's bad enough we already live in this world. That's why I'm like, Jesus, you dropped her off here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, that happened actually. The bus yeah. kid, kids get bus to the wrong school, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it's just like you just try like you don't know what the long term damage will be. Mm-hmm. Children are very resilient. <laughs> Hello, we all are. And as I'm now 35, shit that Clearly, I'm not even aware of start popping up. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. She's the adult, adult Janice, not child Janice. You have to protect the kid. If you are a whole ass adult and you can't mm-hmm. pick up a phone and say X, Y, Z. And then if it was your child, would you want somebody bringing scissors to your child head? I wouldn't. Well, I would say this. Another um, uh, point to make in all of this is that beauticians and stylists and, and all of that, they, they have to have a license. Or they're supposed to have a license, you know what I mean? That's up in the shop, you know what I mean? That's why I take them to said person. If I do, you know, for instance, allow someone else to do my child's hair, I know I'm taking a certain risk, you know what I'm saying, with them not having a license. So for you, it's one thing if you're in school and a kid does something that they shouldn't, which is where the story started, where a kid uh, cut her hair or did whatever, which that child would need to be reprimanded for their behavior, but you can you know, at least be like, hey, kids do strange stuff. I know I cut my own hair when I was young. We shaved off our eyebrows. You know what I mean? We did things we were not supposed to do. But when it comes to an adult, and then you said, I'm going to correct it. Even if you said, like you said, the young lady would have come up and said, hey, could you do this? The answer as an adult and as an administrator or a teacher would still be, no, we have to check with your parents and your parents will have to do whatever needs to be done. No, in no shape, form or fashion, do you step outside of your role as a teacher and become a hairstylist and get to cutting in my child's head. And yes, I'm with everybody. You will get sued for sure. All right. Well, we know that answer. Yes, Ooh. we're <laughs> suing you. So anyone out there listening, if you're thinking you're about white, it. you're a teacher, <laughs> if you're a teacher, just just don't do it. 
Don't black do it. No, teacher. You know, we because black parents, you remember back in the day, and I don't mean to do black and white and blah, 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 because now it'd be any parent. Like, no parent wants their control taken over. It's enough power taken away from the parents in everyday social life and behavior. No parent wants their power taken and you just taking wheel and doing what you want with their kid. You know, that's just not cool. Now, we do have to get out. Oh, yeah. Um, The only reason we're, I want to keep, God, I want to keep going with you guys, but I have someone coming here to check for the sound levels from that bar underneath me that I've been complaining about for two years. Yeah, a little (laughs) bit of a Karen. The letters are coming, they're working. Yes, they are. So they should be here in like four minutes. Well, first, I want to say thank you, ladies, so much for joining me today. This was a really, really fun, great, relaxed conversation, even though, you know, we're, we won't hit you. We won't get hostile unless you cut my baby's hair. Where can our listeners find you, Vanessa, and give us a friends like us? Well, this is Vanessa Fraction, and you can find out all about me and the things that I'm doing um, on my social media pages, which is at Vanessa Fraction. Please take the time to follow me on YouTube so you can hear some of my very funny, funny um, comedy, as well as other crazy things that I do, which include um, I'm on Nappy Boy Radio. It's um, hosted by T-Pain. I am his co-host. It's a really great podcast that we do. So if you love T-Pain, which you know you do, and you love me, go ahead and um, listen to us on Nappy Boy Radio podcast. We have some other very cool co-host as well and it's just a really great show also i'm an analyst on um for comedy hype news so if uh we talk everything uh comedy um it's at comedy hype so you can follow us online or on youtube and i'm also a self-defense instructor i say that all the time i have classes randomly um so please follow me on um uh, even at, on my website, VanessaFraction.com, to find out more. With friends like us, you can just jump into the conversation at any point and be able to just chime in with your wonderfulness. So, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Vanessa. Abina? Yes. Um, Amina Imani here. You can check me out on AminaImani.com. I took a long social media hiatus, so hopefully <laughs> I'll come back. <laughs> I don't want to come back, but I got to come back. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Amina Imani. And then my set on Comedy Central debuts in November. So look out for that. That It's something exciting coming up. And with friends like us, we can stay fit in our own way. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Janice. Okay, y'all. I'm Janice Pugh. You can find me on Instagram at I am Janice Pugh. Um, that's the only one for right now. I'm a boxing fitness instructor, certified health coach. And with friends like us, you can always be yourself. Boom. Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And yes, with friends like us, you can stay as healthy as you know you should be. Check Check us us out. out!